WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, Let's do it. Jerem and Tanner. All right. It's an edition of the WCB podcast. Hopefully this goes well. Seem to be having some sort of internet issues. Don't know whose end it's on. It could be anybody's. So it's Jerem. It's Tanner. What's up, bud? Nothing much, man. Just got home visiting uh, Chicago over the week. Yeah. You, uh, would you miss the cold? Yeah, basically. <laughs> it, feels re- it felt real good to be back. It only, was nice. Yeah, you got a pretty good weekend. It was only like Friday. It was only like kind of shitty shitty weather. Yeah, I mean, it was supposed to snow like massively on, on Friday, and it didn't that's at the, all. That's been the story of the winter, though. They claim it's going to yeah. be a million inches of snow, and then it's like barely nah, an inch. No, 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 no. So while you were in town, you took in the Blackhawks Ottawa Senators game. So when we get to that point, I'm letting you have that one. You can, yeah. you can talk all about it. Um, but yeah, lots going down. Well, lots and not lots going on. Um, we had a couple trades happen after we got done recording last week. A couple games were played. You want to call that games being played? It's up for uh, it's up for the of course the game you saw. Um, games so yeah. were, games happened. Games happened, and I think yeah. that's going to be the theme the rest of the way, but we will talk about that in a little bit. Where do you want to start, games or trades? Let's go games. Let's go Easy. games. Get, them, right. get them knocked out. Okay, so boom. The first game we got was happening while we were recording last week. Uh, Hawks versus Arizona Coyotes. This was all Arizona. Four unanswered goals make uh to win this game four to one i didn't watch it because i was editing the podcast you know you were in blackout area i'm in arizona blackout territory baby (laughs) (laughs) um interesting stat i i saw on hockey reddit while we're trying to figure this all out is arizona coyotes have a better home percentage winning percentage than a playoff team can you name that playoff team like it's better than their home winning percentage. Yes. Um, is it in the West? Yes. Is it like LA? No. Is it a Pacific team? Yes. Of course. Edmonton? No. Seattle? Yes. Is it? Yeah. Seattle so, had that with that wicked road trip where they went seven and zero. So. Yeah. So the mullet arena has its advantages and I really think they need to just suck it up and play there for the rest of the franchise history. Yeah. And and spend only half of the salary cap. <laughs> They're doing well. I mean, yeah, we'll talk about that too in NHL talk because that was kind of a kind of sitting wrong with some people how uh the, the coyotes managed their their trade deadline, but don't hate the don't hate the rules. I mean, don't hate the player, hate the rules. So yeah. We're gonna skip it. All right, so that's all I got from Arizona. Um then on Thursday, the Blackhawks took on the Dallas Stars in Chicago. And you were there. I was at this one and all excited to you know watch the new face of the Chicago Blackhawks take center stage, Max Dome, and get to the arena to find out that he's healthy scratch because there was a trade coming between the Dallas Stars. And the Chicago Blackhawks. I was kind of hoping it would happen where he just walks out and warm at the end of warmups in the Dallas Stars jersey and just gets on the ice and goes. Um, traded on his birthday too. 
Yeah. What a what a weird day for him. Didn't what even a... get to play hockey on his birthday. Yeah, bullshit. Both teams he was playing for this season were on were playing on his birthday and he didn't get to play for either, either. of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, so Max Domi goes to Dallas. We'll talk more about that trade and the return on that. Um this game was oddly close for a little bit, like yeah. much longer than I was well, expecting. They, got, they just got two empty netters, didn't they? Uh yeah, they had two empty nutters at the end. Um Hints had a hat trick in this one. Yeah. Cole, Gutman, Cole Gutman tied it up uh, with about five minutes left in the in the third in the first to make it one one. And you we were kind of texting a little bit during that game, and you're like, Gutman might be the guy. Or it might be he's, that guy or something. He's just gonna be it's he's in like the perfect situation where like the team doesn't have anybody. That's like the superstars. It's kind of yeah. like when Vegas like first became a team in Seattle currently. So there's plenty of ice time to go around and like he's taking full advantage of it. Oh yeah. And that's gonna be that's gonna be huge going forward. Like a lot of these guys are gonna be I mean, it's, it's kind of this I like what you said with the Vegas situation, it's a different situation, but it's the same premise. The Chicago Blackhawks are gonna be the land of misfit toys for the next couple of years until yeah. they decide to make that jump in the rebuild where they go from rebuilding to start contending again. So it's like, you're going to see a lot of guys like Gutman, um, Bjork. Um, oh and, yeah. It's, and all it's these kind of tons of tons of people that are like going to get a second chance, basically in Chicago, if they're going to get a bunch of ice time, if they can't do pull it, like pull it off here, then I mean, the Hawks aren't really committed, committed to anybody long-term, but like if they pull it off here, they kind of just raise trade value. And then, if they want to stay, I'm sure the Hawks would be okay with it. But like a lot of the guys are probably like, okay, like we can move you to a playoff team. Like you're playing well enough. We'll get assets. Like look at Jack they're, Johnson. They're, they're, I'm sure they're just looking game. towards like their draft picks right now. Like those are the guys that they're not going to be trading away, but like the guys that they're bringing in and kind of showing off and giving ice time to. Like I don't know. It'd be nice to if Cole Godman keeps like progressing. Because he's made it, he made it up quick. Yeah. If he keeps progressing, um, it'd be nice to have him stick around. They still don't even have his photo on NHL.com. Yeah, he <laughs> man, he just he's just looking so confident with the puck. It's good. It's good. I like I like seeing him out there. Yeah. Um, power play was abysmal, or penalty kill was abysmal for the for the Blackhawks. Uh, Stars went two for three, both in the first period, both Rupins. Um, Rupin. Seth Jones gets on the board. Um, I thought his got tipped, but I guess it, it didn't. It looked from my angle. I was right behind the net on that one. It went it through like a million people. I thought um, I don't even know who it was <clears throat> from, but it looked. I thought no, Sini. I thought Sini got a tip, a piece of it. Um, but I guess I guess not. But anyway, um, yeah. I mean, this was just another another game. It was a lot closer. Mrazic again. The storyline is with him. It's like he's got bad games, but when he's on and he's giving the team every opportunity to to be in the game and to win. And this was the kind of game that I'm happy that these teams are this this team's gonna be playing. It's like stick oh, yeah. for a majority of the game. And then the last couple minutes, yeah, lose empty net goals. Let's go. That's fine. But make it competitive up until I mean the end. Yeah, it was really just a one like a one goal game that they lost. Also, it was so confusing pregame to be hearing like Matt Murray starting at night for Dallas. And I was like, <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, there's a second Matt Murray out there. Yeah, that was his his first NHL game. NHL debut, NHL first win, of course. But, yeah, not too much else from that one. Um, They stuck with the playoff team. I mean, that's the the takeaway. You got a bunch of guys, good experience. I mean... It's it's one of those things that you you think is so funny because it's like, yeah, the Hawks are losing games. And like you said, they stay close. So, like, when a team like Toronto, back when we had... Kane and, and Domi out there, but like when a team like Toronto came in, like, how are you not going to smoke this team? It's like the Hawks haven't really been like smoked that many times. Like they're free. No. They stay in games. They just like can't do it the whole time. They end up losing the teams because they're other teams are better, but like they fucking compete. They're not, they're not a 60 minute team. They're not built for that. Yeah. <laughs> it no. just goes into the next game, which I just think is hilarious because this game started hot. Against Nashville. Oh, oh yeah. Well, so did you have anything else to say about Dallas? No, I'm good. We can move on. Fucking <laughs> game started hot. Seth Jones goal 37 seconds in, and I was like, "Oh, the boys are feeling it." Uh, that was it for the Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Was pretty funny. All um, Nashville after that. Um, Reza so was that, for this one too, right? Yeah. Yeah, he played. He played back to back games. I mean, it wasn't back to back nights, but. It was a day off in between. I but again, they'd go stay lock. Again, 22 for 24 <clears throat> saves for shots. Like, it wasn't a bad game for Mrazic. Yeah. He, he his, he's been pretty solid all year. Like, it, I don't know. Stats don't show it. Like, always, I keep saying it all the time, but he is making the solid saves that he needs to make. And, like, the goals that are going there are just, like, usually, like, spectacular goals. <clears throat> but yeah, you Saros playing great for Nashville. It's like of Nashville. Course. Nashville too is a weird, weird spot right now too for me. It's kind of funny because I think they're actually playing well now, where they're flirting with the wild card spot. No, are they really? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Six. They have. They're sixty nine points. Uh, Winnipeg's at seventy five. Winnipeg has been losing games lately, lots of games. And it's not – somebody pointed out who it was, but they are like, can you imagine the storyline that Nashville starts selling and one of the teams they sold to, they go end up passing that team to make the playoffs? Like Edmonton? Uh, well, I was talking Winnipeg with uh, Nito Niederreiter. Oh, I forgot Nito Niederreiter went to Winnipeg. Yeah. I was thinking of Eklund or – not Eklund. Eklund. Eklund, yeah, Matthias yeah. Eklund. Um, yeah, so that's, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, I picked, I picked up, uh, I made a trade for Connor Hellebuck in fantasy. And the, since then he has gotten two wins and about eight losses. <laughs> yeah, it's a bullshit trade. So it's the hockey gods coming back. Yeah. I don't know why it's bullshit, but okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to see like, man, they have been losing so much Winnipeg has. And like now is not the time to lose. Like this, the first half of the season they played great, and then all of a sudden they've like forgot how to play hockey. Like is somebody hurt? Calgary's. Not, I mean, Calgary's kind of play, coming back a little bit too. I mean, it's not. They're not guaranteed anything at this point. Calgary's yeah. only four points back. Yeah, well, they, well, they Winnipeg has a game in hand. Honestly, St. Louis wins some more games. Like. 
get ju- just miss the playoffs. Just don't, don't even, don't come into the lottery at all. I don't want, I don't want St. Louis to have a one percent chance at first overall at all. It is crazy. It huh? would it it would be pretty funny though if Nashville made the playoffs and like Winnipeg didn't. It would be it would be very entertaining. Um, and NHL needs that storyline there. Um, so wide open in the West. It's funny too because Winnipeg is four points up on that wild card spot from Calgary, mm-hmm. and then they're also only. One like point. five points back of first place or six points back of first place in this. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're one, they're one point away from passing Colorado for that last wild card spot. But so, the, what the West is a joke this year. It's such a joke. Well, that's what we were saying. Like I think last episode, it's like you got the East East uh, Eastern conference is preparing for a fucking nuclear war. And then mm-hmm. it's like the West coast is trying to fill up their water balloons and they're bursting as they're trying to do it. And they like, like they have no idea. It's like you they have to be hoping that whatever team comes out of the West is gotta hope that the East just beats the living shit out of each oh, other yeah. for three rounds and they're limping into the cup final. Yeah, they can just like give them a little nudge with yeah. their finger and <laughs> knock them over and win a cup. Yeah, like that's I mean, that's the only hope really. They didn't have to sell everything, like they probably go in there with like a full bill of health. <laughs> yeah, right. They don't even skate like their their top guys half the series. They just like they rest them leading up to the cup final. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's like Colorado's gonna win it again. Whatever. Um, so Nashville, yeah. Fox lose. Three to one. That ends up being a four game losing streak for Chicago, which hey, what you Doesn't need. Hurt. What you want. Wasn't a bad I mean, it was on paper wasn't a blowout, so hey. All right, so that brings us to Monday, and you were in the house at the Madhouse. Uh, Take it away. Yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, Got a new hat, so that's all. That was great. It was a good start. Um, It was really cool to see Dabrinkit, and, like, a lot of people were repping Dabrinkit jerseys. I completely forgot Chikrin was on their team, too. I was like, oh, damn. And I was like, we're going to get smoked. (laughs) But then – it was also kind of funny because before the game, I had seen uh, Ottawa going into this game or in their last, like, 16 games. They're, like, 12-3-1. Yeah, they were on a five-game five winning streak going into this one. Yeah, they were on a heater. And that, that one overtime loss was against the Hawks, which is hilarious. And I was like, yeah, man, they're just – they're streaking. Like, the team's feeling good. They're looking good. And then I, then this game happened, and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> so also here, a huge thing about this, too, is Cam Talbot was a, was a late scratch in this yep. one. Um, they had to go with, uh, was it Sogard? Is that how you say yeah, it? Sogard. Um, Who also had a fantastic February. Yeah. And so he got – He was rookie of the month for February, too, from yeah. the NHL. He got the call, and then they recalled um, another goalie to be backup, but he wasn't get going to get there in time. So the news came out that the emergency, the e-bug for the night was none other than Scott Foster. Yeah. And I, when I heard that, I was like, the only fitting thing for this Hawks season 
is for Scott Foster to get into this game and to shut out the Blackhawks. <laughs> oh God, yeah, it was it was the exact opposite of what happened, actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe I threw that jinx out there in Ottawa because it was all Blackhawks the entire game. I had um, told my buddy Kevin, who I went to the game with, I was like, just talking about guys on the team, and I was just like, man, I love Kershaw, but like, get you ninety five percent of the way there, and then he just doesn't know how to finish. And then, like, three minutes later, he scored. <laughs> and I was like, great. He heard me. I was like, it was so funny. Got his um, ninth of the year. Yeah, got a great goal. He It was a, a nice toe drag that he held back while the defenseman slid across and reached for it, and he just held it. And once he went, he went past, he just ripped it past with the glove side. His, um, his patience, man. He, yeah. God, he can be so good, and I really hope that he's so good in Chicago. Yeah, it's he. He's poised to like just get that ice time, like we said before with Cole Gutman. Like <clears throat> anybody that's going to show a little bit of offensive ability is going to get all the ice time in the world on the top six. Um, speaking of offensive he, ability, well, he led uh, all four real quick. He led all forwards too with ice time. Kershaw, eighteen minutes, really? and four seconds. Nice, thanks. All right. Um, but yeah, Seth Jones came out in the second period, scored two goals within like four minutes of each other. It's pretty, pretty nasty. Two minute mark and the 529 mark. Um, Jason Dickinson got a, a nice goal, just like he got fed right in front and shot it right underneath uh, Sogard's like blocker side. All three of those goals were assisted by Anders Bjork. Primary assist too wasn't yeah. wasn't the secondary little oh just the the participation great, assist but great no. passes all of them great passes too so that was kind of funny to know that we got him for absolutely nothing um and then third period the whole time I was like look out for this German kid Lucas Reichel like he's <laughs> he's gonna be sick he gets a breakaway chance and he finishes it and I was just like oh so nice this it, it was hilarious the guy behind us was just trying to get a chant going of, we want six. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, but he was like, we want six. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was such a good game to go to, man. Um, the Debrinket uh, tribute video was great. It was pretty, it was cool. And then he had his little hand up. Just like, thank you. I just like two before the game, they were talking about it. And he's like, it's like, yeah, you guys, I kind of looked around and I didn't really recognize any of the names on the board. So it's kind of like, uh, yeah, I guess I got to live off my memories and not like reconnecting with people. <laughs> yeah. Like who was there? Connor Murphy, Seth Jones, Kurashev, Kurashev, Tyler Johnson, and Whistle, and Whistle, Murphy. Yeah. And Caleb Radish. Jones. Radish. Yeah. I mean, but that's, that's it. Out of yeah, whatever. Yeah. Stalock um, had Stalock had a monster game that game too. He was yeah. he there was plenty of times he was just left hanging out to dry and he made the saves. And it was just so funny to see that we win five to nothing. He has 35 saves shut out, and we had 21 shots. <laughs> well, too, on top of that, how about Brady Kachuk challenging him to a fight? Oh yeah. No, Brady was Brady was going at it with Seth Jones in the second period, and um, I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, so, "Like 
is Seth Jones going to have to go at it with Brady Kachuk? And then, I'm like, talking with, my, with Kevin about it. I was just like, there's no way Seth Jones is going to do it. He's going to get his ass tossed. Like, who can do it? And I'm like, oh, Jared Tenorti's going to do it. Yeah. Like, Jared Tenorti <laughs> will glad, is going to fight Brady Kachuk. And then two minutes later, that happened. Yeah. Um, the funniest thing of, that also happened, too, was at one point there was a three-on-one. And I... I think it was Reichel or Kurashev that was leading the three-on-one. And, like, the point man on the three-on-one was Jared Tenorti. And I jokingly go, get it to Jared! <laughs> Fucking dropped it back to Jared, and he throws it high and wide, <laughs> and it rings around the back, and then it's a, like, three-on-one going the other way, and I'm just like... Oh, I was kidding. Like, I, like, there's a, like don't. Don't like, do that. He's not. Yeah, he's not. Take, the, guy take the two on one. That's the guy that just got lost and just happened to be in the play there. And it was like, it oh, was, shit, what uh, do I do? It was, now? it was a it was kind of a sloppy game that like turned out in the Hawks favor very much. So, but it was it was a fun one to be at. Like, it got choppy as hell. Oh, yeah, it was. It was, oof, it was nice. Yeah, I just I couldn't get over Brady. Just. I don't even know if it's like I don't like him because of how he is or the fact that he's not on my team. I just, it was like, it's like, dude, calm the fuck down. Like, you know, that no one in the Hawks is going to fucking fight you. Like you have one guy that's going to fight you. That's it. And it's like, just chirping at, at Staylock and all that kind of shit too. I just well, like, was chirping at him, <laughs> but it was just funny though. Like, but he was like, Brady's like challenging him and Staylock chirping back. Like you're a fucking idiot. Like just laughing yeah. at him and all that kind of stuff. Like, he's in his head. come on, Brady. Hey. Dude, end of the game, three misconducts by Ottawa. Brady Kachuk, Mark Kastelik, and Austin Watson. Three. Oh, no, Wagner. I always get Austin Wagner and Austin Watson. Yeah. Yeah, same. But, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Those guys are fucking so dumb. Like, Brady, you're like, you're an idiot. Like, let's go fucking figure it out. He got me all the pins I needed for this week in fantasy, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) Single-handedly going to win now because of that. But, all right. Um, so, the Hawks went one and three. Um, or, I'm sorry. Yeah, one and three. They, let's see. Coming up, they have Detroit tonight. Um, I literally just accidentally closed out. Panthers, Friday. And then Saturday, Lightning. Lightning. And then Tuesday. We'll probably record after Tuesday. So, Boston. Boston, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, you got three teams that are, well, two teams that are kind of still fighting, you know, playoff positioning. I mean, I think Tampa's pretty much set though. Yeah. So is Boston. Well, no, that was going to talk about Florida is still kind of, I mean, they're right there. They're, they're at 70 points, Pittsburgh 73 for that last wildcard spot. So, I mean, they're kind of still fighting for their position. Tampa, I think is just on autopilot mode right now. And we'll get into that a little bit in NHL talk. Um, and then Boston, just fucking Boston. I think Boston can clinch a playoffs, their playoff spot on Thursday. Oh, wow. There's something like if with like 15 games left. Yeah. There are some like create, there's like some scenario if they win it, they they will clinch at least they're guaranteed. Oh, at least sure, like yeah. them them winning and then other teams like 
losing for sure. I think it's like if they win, the Islanders lose, Pittsburgh loses. I don't know. Or maybe I mean, they're, they're, they've, they've clearly clinched a playoff clinched, like, yeah. There's no but it's way just, that they don't. It's insane to think, though, that they, with right now, they have 20 games, or no, 19 games left in the season. Wow. No, 20 games. 20 games left, and they're going to clinch a playoff spot already. And they're on a 10-game winning streak. Yep. They're 10-0 in their last time. Fastest team in NHL history to hit 100 points. That's disgusting. That's that's fucking weird. President's trophy curse. President's trophy curse. Oh, oh. yeah. Um. All right, three stars of the week. Not a lot to go by. I mean, you got to go Steph Jones, I think, with one. He fucking tore it up. Fucking four goals. I don't know how many assists. None. No assists? Yeah. Selfish hockey. Selfish hockey. Hey, we need somebody to finish. Yeah, right. Um, let's see by game. Andreas Athanasio had a goal and three assists. York had the three assists in well, he only played two games and he had three assists in the uh I think game. I think you go Jones, Staylock, and Bjork. Yeah, why not? It makes sense. And then I will randomly generate what order they go in. I'm not even gonna care. Um, you make a ton of pims. <laughs> Jared Tenardi, 16 penalty minutes in four games. Let's go. Um, ooh, I gotta write that down for NHL talk because I just look at the stats. Okay. All right. Um, so looking at the trades too that uh that went through between the last time we recorded, um, Dylan Sakura gone again. Just can't hang out in Chicago. Um can't, can't score a goal, a goal for the Hawks. I think you officially won that bet. Um <clears throat> but I don't know. Um the trade list, trade I don't know how long ago was that that bet made. Dude, that's pre-COVID. It was what Dylan Sakura will never score five goals. For yeah, the it's five, yeah, no, it's five NHL goals. We never even said for the Blackhawks. We just said you were so determined that he wasn't going to score five goals. You just said NHL goals. I thought it was. I thought it was. <laughs> he said three goals in the NHL. I thought it was with the Blackhawks, but um, yeah, it was just so funny. But all right, March second. Obviously, we just talked about it. Anders Bjork traded for future considerations. Um, Dylan Sakura traded to the Anaheim Ducks for uh signing rights, I think, to was it is he that's Is it signing rights? He's I don't undrafted. Know, the only picture Oh, okay. It's he's an RFA. Oh, okay. Because I would say the only picture I saw of him was in his junior jersey. I think it was played for the Otters. Oh, yeah. So I don't yes. know, but I don't yeah, I don't know. It's, it shows on cap probably that he's on his third year of his entry level contract. Oh, maybe, but um, and then the the big one was Max Domi and Dylan Wells to the Dallas Stars for Anton Kudobin and a twenty twenty five second round pick. Um, Kudobin comes over strictly for cap reasons. Uh, yeah, I think he's just playing in Rockford. Was he even playing this year? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, he might have, oh, he played, he... yeah, yeah, he played 24, 24 games for the Texas Stars. Oh, 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 for the AHL team, yeah. 
So I wonder if he's just staying in Texas. I could like loan him and all that. Um, but yeah, it's just oh, because Stauber and Arvidsson are playing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, another another draft <sighs> picked up second round pick, which is huge. Twenty twenty five. Yeah. Um, I really, I still, we say it every time we talk about Max Domi. Will he get traded? Will he not get traded? Now that he is traded, I really hope that he he comes back this off season. Oh, absolutely. Um, that's like. The one thing that would make a ton of sense is to like get him on like a long term deal. I never, I also never realized how close he was to like Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, that was fucking hilarious. And no clue. But um, the other trade was Austin Wagner, uh, for future consideration. Uh, Kyle Davidson handing out future considerations like Stan Bowman hands out no trade clause, no trade clauses. So, hey, it's a it's a much better change of pace here. From our GM, which is uh, which is nice to see. Yeah, I mean, he's just like giving these guys a shot, and so far the honors York one looks pretty good. Yeah, um, I always just thought it was really funny with the uh, York one because his Kyle Davidson's first move as GM was Malcolm Subban to the Sabers for future considerations. So it really should just be Anders Bjork to the Hawks for past considerations. Could they have just that would have been hilarious if Kyle Davidson was like, Yeah, we've acquired uh honors board to complete the Mark Malcolm Subban trade. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, really, that's really what it was. That's so funny. I don't know why like, it's so funny that you can just do that too. But yeah. Um so that marks three dra- three three trades that we gave up nothing during the trade deadline with the Zaitsev. That one, that one's still crazy to me. Zaitsev a second and a fourth, and then Anders York, and then Austin Wagner. Zaitsev's so three run. players and two draft picks for nothing. Yeah, I mean, but that that's not as crazy because we're also Zaitsev was totally for Chickering. Yeah, like the cap space, well, and it's like of, we're yeah. taking and we're taking on another year of Zaitsev. So it's like, where the other guys? I mean, I think they're just one year deals right now. So. Yeah, which is fine because, like, we just we still just want trainer cap space, NHL bodies. Yeah, so next year too. So this was Kyle Davison's like, it was technically his second trade deadline, but his first one that he's been in full control for the entire year that he's been to put his plan in. Right. So how how do you think he did, or like how how what what's your mindset with the with his trade deadline? Oh, I think he did good. I think it was a solid trade deadline. Like everybody's gonna say, like you should have gotten more for Kane, but you, yeah, could have gotten so much. Like could have gotten nothing. What he got was like decent enough. I mean, it could end up being a first, um, a first and a fourth. The other part, what was it? There's, I mean, he got. A first from Toronto, they're terminating the one kid's contract. So just Joey Anderson, basically a first and a second. They could could end up getting a first from the Rangers and a fourth, plus like whatever, some other guys. You got Bjork. I mean, got a second round pick from Dallas. Like the Max Domi deal worked out fantastic that's exactly what we were hoping for like yeah. in the offseason was like 
hopefully he'll be worth some, at least a second round pick come the trade deadline. And that's exactly what happened. It would have been nice to get that first round pick, but yeah, I mean, they didn't have a first round pick to give up, but anyways, but, we, but we technically we're, might have we're, their first round pick. <laughs> we're, we're stacked with picks the next three years for the first three rounds. I think we have something like 19 picks. We have two first round picks each of the first yeah, three. 19. Yeah. It's fucking insane. And we talked about it before last episode too. It's like, just because we have these picks, it doesn't mean we're we're using we're gonna pick use all these. We're going yeah. to leverage them to. I honestly think if the Rangers pick doesn't turn into a first round pick, we will use a couple, at least one of those second round picks to trade up into the to the first round again. We will have three yeah. first round picks this draft. I guarantee it. Oh yeah, it's gonna be another miraculous situation. We'll probably trade. Um, our second round pick for a bad contract plus the first round pick. It's gonna be the same thing all over again. Yeah, and which I mean works. It works. It like next year when wait is it two more years with Mrazek? I think it's next year's his last year. Yeah, and the next year with Mrazek when he are is playing if he plays as well as he did this year he'll end up being traded at the trade deadline. Eat up, yeah. Eat half that that contract and just move him. It's it's the plan is kind of coming to like fruition a little bit. We're kind of getting a little bit more of an idea of what Kyle Davidson's trying to do. All right. So I think the last thing, yeah, the last thing we talked about was like we kind of the vision of what the rebuild's going to be and how how Kyle Davidson's going to going to attempt this, and that really just leaves the question of how the buildup for the future is going to be. And and I and I don't think we're going to have that answer until we know where this team is drafting yeah. and and what prospect and who, who they're getting, because I mean, you got path a counter Bedard and that realistically, it shouldn't change drastically, but it does change the plan because you're going to be able to compete a lot quicker than yeah. counter Bedard. And then the other guy, the way the, the caps with the way the cap situation is, if cap, if counter Bedard is as good as he's like made out to be, you're going to probably try and, maximize those first years when he's not making over 10 million dollars a year yeah so yeah it's it's going to be interesting um last thing i have written down here for hawks talk is yeah just your expectations going forward for the rest of the year i mean the, the reason i ask this is because people i follow i see on twitter and stuff like especially during the game on monday furious that the hawks were winning furious that they kept scoring goals furious that they just took mean? themselves out of the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. What did they like? I don't understand. Like you can't tell the players to just quit. <laughs> An NHL team is not going to go over 20. Yeah. Like they're going to, the they're going to win games and it's going to be funny that they win games because like this team on paper is not going to win games, but this team on the ice They'll probably win a couple games. There's going to – I mean, realistically, they have what? They'll have – as of right now, before – well, I think the Red Wings game just started, Hots Red Wings. Um, but as of this moment, they have 19 games left. Could 4-15 and 15 seem re- reasonable? That sounds about right. And it's going to ha- – I mean, and then when you, you get a win – Well, plus with like towards the end of the season, I don't know. A lot of these teams might be playing their starters still. 
let's see really quick um all right so the rest of the way after what we got coming up we got nashville arizona i mean though nashville's an interesting one arizona obviously whatever colorado's fighting for playoff position capitals are still in the hunt trying to prove wild cards they're only a few points out but they're not in a, a favorable spot yeah uh minnesota i mean they've made moves to try to Try to boost their. I mean, are they even a playoff spot? Yeah. Yeah, they're in second in the central. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Wow, good for them. They're like the only team to ever like retain cap in <laughs> trades, and also buy during the deadline because it's the weird. It, it was it was the weirdest deadline I've ever seen for them. And even with them, like I just didn't make sense with their cap hell. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, then it's like Minnesota. You got after Minnesota, you got Vancouver, who you know, Vancouver is. You got Dallas, who is getting to fight for the division title. St. Louis, who I mean, they're they're not going to make the playoffs, but they're going to go the mindset of they're going to they're still trying to. You got New Jersey, who is a wagon right now. Calgary, who's fighting Vancouver again. Seattle, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. I mean, you got a lot of teams that are still going to be fighting for playoff position, but you also got a lot of teams that are going to be are going to be out and then they're just playing to play. So it's like, I don't know, man, I'm sorry. I'm starting to think maybe like six and 13 now. I hope not. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Two games of Vancouver and then Philadelphia. That's what scares me. Like let's bring in cute open. Yeah. Play him against Dallas. Let him play against his old team. Um, But yeah, it's, Relax. This team is going to lose more games and they're going to win the rest of the way. And even though they have had a really good record since January 1st. Right. And, and honestly, the Ottawa game was perfect. That was a perfect morale booster for the team. And it's, it's nice to see that every once in a while when you're in a losing situation. So, you know what? You don't like it. Fucking stop watching. Come back when the blackouts are winning again, and then you get bitching and moaning about it again when the when the rebuild happens again down the line. That's my take. 14, 3, and 1 since January 1st. 14, 3, and 1? 14, 13, and 1, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, what the? Why are we not in playoff contention? Why are we selling? Why were, why were we sellers? Jesus. Sorry, sorry. 14, 13, and 1. So 500 hockey. Uh, yeah, technically above 500. Yes. So, I don't know. You got anything else on H- or hot stock? Uh, no. Oh, kind of hot stock. It has to do with the Jack Johnson trade. I forgot to mention. He has the possibility to uh, play 83 games this season because by the time he got traded, the Hawks had played one extra game than Colorado. So then, if you and he played immediately in Colorado. So yeah. then. If he finishes up the season in Colorado, he plays 83 games. And I think that's just a fun little stat. Because I don't think you get paid more oh, and for, <laughs> for that guy, an extra game. And that and that player, too. Like, I don't think you really expect Jack Johnson to be that, that guy. You know, yeah. like, I was for sure thought he was going to get a couple health bombs this year. But, you know, good for him. Good for yeah. him. Nice. All right. Okay. Quickly. On that championship team. Quickly, NHL talk here. Um, what I wrote down really fast here, um, that I remembered halfway through is Connor McDavid. What a fucking freak, man. Holy shit. Uh, career, career high, 124 points. Um, 
right Can now. Can you imagine doing a fucking Edmonton Oilers podcast and just being like, so this guy, Connor McDavid, that we have, uh, did something incredible this week. <laughs> That's the podcast every week, man. Like, <laughs> It's so insane. And then it's like, what's funny to me too is like, just to show you how good Gretzky and Lemieux were, that they're like, Connor McDavid's having the best career, NHL career or season in NHL history, not named Mario Lemieux or Wayne Gretzky. Like, you yeah. just forget those two guys. Don't even, those guys never existed. And McDavid is just this. Yeah. But, there was a, th- a stat I think I saw. If he reaches like 160 points this year, I think that's what it was, he will have cracked the top 10 for um, most points in a season at number 10. Behind Mario Lemieux, you will have taken one spot from the top ten. So can he and get forty points in seventeen games? It's possible, man. It probably like thirty six points. Thirty six points. Do you think they end up like if they're comfortably in a playoff spot? Do they end up sending him? I don't think they're going to be comfortably in a playoff spot. They're like the team. I think they're going to be fighting. Oh, yeah. we're such a, a weird team. Oilers are not. You have you have two of the best players in the league, and your team is nowhere near like dominating that division. Yeah, it's it's insane. I don't understand. I don't get it, and I don't understand. Dave is not like. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, right. Get me the fuck out. Um, speaking of trades, we'll go through some. I mean, some of the trades that happened. Um, one of the most interesting one was the Jonathan Quick situation. Oh Uh, yeah. Talk about a fuck you, see you later type of thing for the Kings. I get what the Kings are doing and all that, but they they trade him. They tell him before they get on the team flight to fly back to L.A. So now he's got to sit on the plane. Did they really? Yeah, after finding out he got traded, pissed off the entire locker room, goes to Columbus. Columbus then flips him to Vegas. So now I am pulling for an L.A. King uh, Golden Knight playoff series, and it might be the first time I cheer for the Golden Knights because I would love to see Jonathan Quick. Oh yeah, Game Seven against the against the Kings. Just absolutely demolish them. Like there's a possibility that Seattle takes first place, and it's a first round matchup too, which would be sick. Because that, that Pacific Division right now is only 80, 82 points, eighty two points, and eighty points. It's, so, it's crazy. So this, I, want, I mean, and also Edmonton's 78. So, like, I'm sure they'll probably be playing hard all the way till the end, not oh, sitting yeah. anybody. <clears throat> all right. But that, other... would be, that would be an incredible matchup to see round one. But, like, it's so weird to see that because that was the trade immediately after Patrick Kane got mm-hmm. traded. And it was just, like, trading Kane to the Rangers – in the last year of his contract because we're not a good team as like doing him a solid to go have him play playoff hockey, some meaningful hockey. And then the LA Kings taking one of their like cornerstone, like chant, like cup champion players being in a playoff spot and being like, you need to go because we need the cap space to make this deal work. And just the way that he gets treated immediately after Kane, you know, how the Hawks treated Kane is just night and day. <laughs> and you're just like, how do you do that? And then the fact that like that these are the players that were dominating the playoffs like 10 years ago. So like my early 20s and 
just being like, wow, like I wouldn't, I never thought I would see either of these guys in a different well, jersey said, at that time. I said in our group chat after the the quick trade was official that it's like we've officially become old enough to see the end of NHL franchise mode when all like the players are on yeah. random fucking teams. Yeah. Like it's it's weird. It's like such a end of an era. Like hockey's great now. Like it's the best it's ever been. But us growing up, like in our twenties, um, like the the dynasty area, the the Blackhawks dynasty era, was just so good hockey. Yeah. And the back and forth between the Kings and the Hawks, the Kings and the Hawks, it's like, like it's the the fact that those teams are gone, is yeah. insanity to me. Yeah, but. I mean, I, Jonathan Quick revenge tour at the end of the season. It's gonna be sick. Yeah. How about I, I, love I don't you. even know if they play him because Logan. Once Logan Thompson comes back, he's gonna probably get the start. But if he falters at all, I'm sure Quick's gonna be like, "I'm going to murder everybody." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just don't understand why they would move Quick to instead of like Cal Peterson. Like I understand you gave him like this term and he's making five million he's in the fucking ahl dude like you don't think I feel that, like that would have been something columbus would have bid at right like the term and all that like like maybe they they were fine with it because quick would be his deals up at the end of the year but like why would you want to move on from the guy that like is not playing nhl caliber like hockey and you had to put him through waivers and nobody fucking wanted him like Maybe they just maybe maybe Columbus really didn't want him, and like Quick was the only thing that kind of made it work. LA's yeah. just it's so lucky to be in like a shit division because they've been like in the playoffs like all year without really quality goaltending. Um, they're only plus five goal differential. Like, how the fuck do you do that? Yeah, weren't they the only team for a little bit that was minus? And, yeah, yeah. It's just so weird. And, like, they've been doing it with, like, Phoenix Copley. <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't know. But, um, all right, what other trades kind of stood out to you? <clears throat> After that one, uh, Phil Pronick getting traded out of Detroit was weird. I, I didn't even know he was available because he's still got a year left on his deal. But I think Vancouver was just like, hey, what are you – what if we give you like a first and a fourth for Chronic? And they're like, what? Okay. <laughs> it was a first and no, it was a first and a second. First and a second? Oh my God. A fourth went back to Vancouver. Yeah. I think Geiserman is just like, yeah, we'll take two picks in this upcoming draft. I think the, I fucking think Geiserman's building up for something this offseason. I think he's gearing up in case to bring it in Ottawa. Can't like, I like, I know I'm like crazy that I always bring that up. But I legitimately think that if Debrinket doesn't re-sign in Ottawa, it's going to be Detroit. And I think Geiserman is building up the picks and in in the draft capital to try to make a move to be like, hey, here you go. We'll give you this. We'll we'll take his signing rights. Yeah, I mean, that's not a solid foundation to a deal if you're thinking like, hey, like I'll give you a few these few picks in this draft to get the signing rights. Especially since they moved on from Tyler Bertuzzi. They have five picks in the first two rounds this upcoming draft, plus two first rounds next year. And $32 oh. million in cap space coming into the free agency. And they also just re-signed Dylan Larkin. <clears throat> Forgot about that. Yeah, they extended it. They extended, no, isn't, it isn't that crazy? Like, for the last, like, few years, it's been just 
mainly the only people that know on the team besides like last year with Cider was like Larkin and Bertuzzi. Yeah. And he said it, it Larkin said it himself, he was like that it's pretty upsetting to see like one of your best friends go, especially because yeah. like he gets extended and Bertuzzi gets tossed. Same <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, he got another first round pick. It's so funny to me that Boston. Or I guess it is a 2024. You never know what's going to happen to Boston after this season. It's still top 10 protected, though. So Top 10 protected, yeah. Smart. But, yeah, um, I don't – I mean, it's like how not knowing what um, Kyle Davidson's going to – like what his plan is to build his team up. It's so funny, like, watching the Niners like, doing the exact same thing because it's like he's yeah. a lot fucking closer to being a competitive team. And here he is. Like, he's a seller. Just building up draft capital, like, ooh, yeah. what is he doing? <laughs> yeah, is he gonna make some moves? Watching the master. I hope so, um, dude, after like Tampa, like just making the Tanner Chino trade, and then Bruce Ball just going like, I don't care. Like, we could we could try and use those picks, and hopefully those guys turn out to be NHL players, or we can just give them up and get a guy that's a known NHL player. And, yeah, like, I, it's I, like, yeah, dude, you actually could. Like, that makes so much more like it. I understand, like, wanting to hold on to, like, or wanting to gain picks to, like, hopefully nail a pick and be like, yeah, like, that guy's good. Or if you're in the position to just be like, we need to solidify somewhere, I don't give a shit about these picks. (laughs) I just, (laughs) yeah. nice. People put way too much, too much clout on on draft picks. Like, I understand. Like, I just, I think it all depends on your team situation. If it's not a top five, and even top five, it's like unpredictable. It's yeah. it's not like a top two. Like you're kind of just hoping for the best. Like it's gonna, it's mainly gonna be up to the development of the players and the and like your coaches. This but, is the only, yeah, this is the only year that I would say like, yeah, holding on to your first round pick is smart because it's such a deep class. But other than that, it's like you're still hoping for the future. Like you can get the, the best guy available, but it doesn't mean that he's going to turn out to be a great NHL or like maybe he gets drafted and then it's just like cool and doesn't work hard anymore. Like that doesn't mean shit. You, like, want, you want any proof? You want any like our societal resources? Go look back at the Blackhawks first round draft picks over the years. They're all on different teams. Yeah. And how many of them just fizzled out too that aren't even like a big thing. But um, all right, yeah, some other trades. Gossa Spare to Carolina for a third-round pick. The big one was um, Jacob Chickering to the Ottawa Senators for a 2023 first-round pick, 2024 second-round pick, a 2026 second-round pick, which was kind of funny after all said and done what they were holding out for. It yeah. just seemed like it was such uh a letdown. I kind of was like expecting some blockbuster with that one. Yeah, they they it came out that like it was the best fit because every other team that wanted to get Chickren also wanted salary retained, but he's got like two or three years left. Oh and yeah, Ottawa. Like even though Ottawa is a lot of dead cap, I mean I'm sure two three years down the line they're not looking to be holding on to something like that. Still, his grandfather's from Ottawa too. Oh, that's funny. So I think that's that was another thing. They were probably like, hey, family, let's go. So um, let's see. I thought another I thought a funny trade was um <clears throat> uh Vladislav Nemesnikov being traded. Again. <laughs> again. Uh he actually got traded twice, but getting traded out of Tampa again. Yeah. 
because the oh, first mm-hmm. time was in the JT Miller Ryan McDonough trade. Um, and that what that was in 2018. So like the team wasn't like winning a cup that season, but they went on to win a cup. Then he got knocked around, and then he re-signed with Tampa, and then he gets traded to San Jose at fifty percent retained, and then San Jose just What's trades that? him to Winnipeg for a fourth rounder. It was pretty funny. Let's see, let's see, Dylan Quick or Hutch in a seventh round pick. Voracek joins Legends role in Arizona. Yeah, um, Jacob Verana to St. Louis was an interest. It was a weird one because it's like again St. Louis making a move that probably wouldn't be a, a seller's move. So it's like you, you already got rid of two of your top guys, and then you you then you take take on a guy. Yeah, with another interesting situation where Jacob Verana was. I, I guess he's fifty percent retained. I was gonna say he was um, waived earlier on in the season. I don't know if they had to. Cap space for that at all. I think the oh man, the greasiest fucking trade. Zach McEwen for Brendan Lemieux. Oh yeah. <laughs> what are you like? What? Like <laughs> just fourth line trade? Is that a torts trade? It's I mean, what was the like what was the point? Aren't they just like the same player? Is that is like Brendan Lemieux a little bit younger or something? Less money too. Lemieux is 26. <clears throat> McEwen is 26. Never mind. They're the exact same Literally the same person. <laughs> <laughs> maybe um, maybe LA was sick of Lemieux's shit. And they were like, hey, we'll swap you and give you a, four, a fifth. You can, you can take them. Yeah, what's I don't understand the de- this deal, too. Because, like, did they need the cap space for this? I don't know. Yeah. Ah, weird. Nick Benino going back to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, for whatever reason, is just like, what's the oldest guys in the, that are available that we can pick up? They do like it's it's the Bowman plan. It's like you find a guy that worked for you before. Let's yeah, bring him back. back. Yeah. Oh, I don't get it. Uh, uh Jordan was, Greenway going to Buffalo. I was that it was funny, was you guys were just talking in a group chat about how oh Buffalo's gotta do something, Buffalo's gotta do something. Yeah. And then literally after you said that, you guys were saying that the trade goes through. Um, but you were saying you're disappointed a little bit that Buffalo didn't do much do much more. I thought that like Buffalo, I mean it just to me it makes so much sense for Buffalo to go after John Gibson. Like he's got term, Buffalo has the draft capital, they don't need to keep making these picks like this team is is encroaching on the playoffs they need to solidify this team you don't need to hold on to these picks anymore like your team is good man like you have these extensions in place that are looking really good if if Tage Thompson keeps playing the way he does that's going to be such a steal of a contract even though much how much I shed on it in preseason um him Dylan Cousins like Jack Quinn like those are the young guys, and then on the back end you have Owen Power, Rasmus Dahlin. Like those guys are gonna be sick, and then they don't have goaltending. Like, they're goalie away, I think. Maybe one more like key veteran piece that like has some experience that can really like 
solidify them, but it's like you get a goalie. That's that's a game changer right there. I think you're a playoff team. You're a guaranteed playoff team if you if you bring in like a John Gibson or any any goalie that's not forty plus old Craig Anderson. Yeah. Like love Craig Anderson. I think he's great, but it's like that's that's not gonna that's not gonna get the job done for you. Yeah, man. Like it's like they're afraid to be buyers because they've been sellers for so long. So they don't want to like give up too much and then all of a sudden falter and then like those picks become way more valuable. But like just go for it. I like the Greenway thing. I guess he wasn't playing too hot in Minnesota recently. Um but I I could see him playing like he he fits a good role. Cause I was gonna say like they should have gotten like JVR. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of JVR. He got traded to Detroit, and then it never happened. <laughs> the reports that it that it was it was going to go down, and then it just fell through. It was pending another trade, and the, the other oh, trade yeah. never happened. Yeah, so and uh, the Flyers ended up doing nothing. They got Lemieux. Yeah. Um, the last thing I want to talk about, and then if you got anything, then we'll wrap it up here. Um, kind of talking about the trade deadline. Uh. Yotes GM Bill Armstrong was kind of getting a lot of shit because all the Arizona does is draft picks and and contracts of guys that are never going to play again. Um, and he basically said he goes when asked if that if all that dead money they have is cap um cap manipulation. He says we do business uh we do business in here. Those are the rules. We operate within the rules. We're not going to apologize for that. Yeah. And as annoying as it is, it's right. I mean, it's the same as like everybody being annoyed with Tampa, like having Kucherov sit out the entire season because he's injured and coming into the playoffs and being way over way over the salary cap. Until they address the LTIR and all that kind of stuff in the, in the CBA, you can't bitch and moan about it. It's it's strictly. I mean, it's within the rules. They're able to do what they can do, and they're doing it. And it sucks. It's stupid, but hey. It's not like Arizona's done anything yet to prove that it's for anything. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right, I'll let you wrap up with whatever you want to talk about. Um, did you see that Quinn Hughes set an NHL record? Oh, yeah, was it the fastest to, like, 200 assists? Yeah, fastest defenseman to 200 assists. Just beat um, Brian Leach's record. And I think it was only – I forgot because I can't – I'm trying to find it, but I can't find it. But it was only like 10-ish games or so. And it's funny because I guess Kale McCarr still has the potential to beat that too because <laughs> he hasn't played as many games yet. I also um, like how Kale McCarr comes back from his concussion. They lost, and he's like, I got, I was, I'm, I'm the bad luck charm. Every time I come back from an injury, we lose. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they got to get used to it. Um. Let's see. The other thing was the Tampa versus Carolina game where t- Carolina just absolutely smoked them. And it was it, so uh, John Cooper, the previous game had sat out Kucherov, Stamkos and Point for the entire third period to send a message that the team's not playing well. And like if those guys aren't going to step up to the plate, he's going to give the ice time to the guys that are. Tried to send that message. They come out and play Carolina, and they get four shots in the first two periods. And then they finish the game with 14 shots, 
and they lose like about five to nothing. <laughs> so bad. And then somebody changes their Wikipedia about how the team has great bonding experiences, like how they just went to a game and watched an NHL game in Raleigh. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the funniest thing I've ever seen. Some like man, when people change like Wikipedia articles, I don't know who does it, but it's always something hilarious and clever. So funny. And then the same thing <laughs> happened with um Colorado and San Jose the other night. There was like within like 24 minutes of hockey, Colorado was up five nothing. And Winnipeg or San Jose had two shots. It was like it was insane. Yeah. But it's weird when teams are just getting like blown out like that. I wonder if they're just missing the net like a ton. Oh, Hawks are winning one nothing. Cool. Right. Um oh what else? Oh, Brandon Tanev has a bobblehead with the Kraken. And like you that you pointed out is that it's he's wearing a practice jersey. They know they can put their game jerseys on the on the bobbleheads, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe they just didn't want to go into that much detail. But it's really it's really good. So the whole reason why I'm saying he has a bobblehead is because it's the same as his NHL picture, where he's got the big wide eyes. Shocked, that, yeah. That all of like Seattle like recreates in like all of their sports. <laughs> um, and then the other thing is just uh, Trevor Zegers is disgusting and. Did a between the legs goal at a very high speed the other day against Seattle, actually. Two guys on him, too. Yeah. Like it wasn't like he had a Top break. On his own. Yeah. It's oof. It's it's crazy like to watch him play because you never know what's gonna happen. Like usually with like really good players, like you can predict them, but like players like McDavid and I guess it's like Zegris, even though they're not even in the same class, like you can never predict what they're gonna do. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I love it. Hockey's cool. Hockey's cool. Hockey's fun. So, all right, episode two fifteen, Tanner. What do you want to call it? Games happened. Games happened. All right, all right. So Tanner, Jerem, uh, episode two fifteen. Games happened. Uh, make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Five star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Social media at WCB Podcast. And yeah. I almost want to change the name to just Bjork, Bjork, Bjork. Can you do that? <laughs> no, no, um, no, no, no. It just makes me think of the Swedish chef. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, seeing his name on the in the assist column three times in a row is just so funny. Yeah, and I guess my party message here is, hey, after tonight, only 18 more games. We'll be out of our misery. Hey. Hopefully, we will be top two pick. So, all right. We'll see you on the next one. All right. Love you, boys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WCB podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jerem and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.